It was kind of surreal, honestly. It took me a long time to realize that I belonged there. Hey, Leah. Hello, thank you for having me. Let's talk about the interview. How do you think it went, Monty? March used to be the first month of the calendar back in ancient Rome before January and February were added to the calendar. This will be our last podcast ever. It sounds uh, very relaxed. Everybody's having a good time. Just, you know, qualifying for districts and then going through districts and qualifying for state. We're all in it. We're all in it together. And this week was my week to be on Podcast Club, and I've heard great things about it. The ratings are going through the roof. We are excited because it's almost spring break. And we're back. Emily and myself. Hello, Emily. Hello, Mr. Kelly. Welcome back to the March 2021 edition of the OSSB podcast. The first thing that I want you to take note of is that the location of the podcast on the OSSB website has changed. I put a direct link in the show notes and also a description of how to get there. But if you go to ossb.oh.gov, click on the link schools and programs, then click on the link education program, then you can look for the heading that says podcast. Then you can see all of our episodes there. We are excited because it's almost spring break. Yes, I cannot wait for spring break. Neither can I. When's it start? It starts on March 29th, and we will have a bonus snow school day on April 5th. Yay, I like that. It's my son's birthday. Happy happy birthday, Sean. Yay. So I'll get the day off. Yay. We have an extended learning plan that's been announced. You may have read about that in the school newsletter. I'll read the letter from the superintendent. It says, Dear parents and guardians, with Governor DeWine's support, we are pleased to announce our extended learning plan for all K-12 students. We are providing 10 additional days of face-to-face learning on campus for our students from June 7th through June the 18th. Our (laughs) daily schedule will include core academic learning, expanded core curriculum, project-based learning, and other engaging enrichment activities. That's going to be exciting. Residential Life will continue to offer services to those students who qualify. Transportation, detailed schedules, and more information is coming soon. Please reach out to our building administrators or to Dr. Manus if you have any questions. All right, Emily, what else do we have? Well, if you're interested in buying Panther gear this year, check out the website in the show notes or see the Google form in the March 15th Panther Paws newsletter. All right. Also want to give a shout out to Lori Kaplan for keeping the newsletter going and doing a great job. Outstanding job, Miss Kaplan. Thank you so much. And tell us about the deadline on these orders. Well, all orders are due by 9 a.m. Friday, April 9th. Okay. And then how are folks going to pay? Cash or checks are payable to OSSB when picking up orders. Or to Dan Kelly. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Or how about Emily? Mm, Okay, that's tolerable. (laughs) (laughs) And if they have questions... If you have any questions, contact Stephen Grimm at 614-468-8880 
or sgrim at ossb.oh.gov. All right. This month, the Podcast Club will introduce you to some new and upcoming TVIs in the Ohio State University TVI Early Childhood Program. We've had a couple intern with us. We've heard from Silvera in the past and a couple of other ones, and now we're going to meet two more. So it's exciting to see some new faces. Absolutely. They're interested in being TVIs. Mm-hmm. We will also be talking with Caden Hooks, a former OSSB student who is now attending Olentangy Berlin. Caden wrestled for Berlin, went to district, placed fourth, and went on to compete in the state tournament. Yeah, awesome job, Caden. So we're going to have about a 25-minute interview with Caden. And, as always, Emily will be bringing you exciting facts about the current month. It's very interesting this month. At least I'd like to think so. I didn't know some of these things either. I didn't either, so we're looking forward to that. And, as always, if you have something you would like to share on the OSSB podcast, please make a recording and email it to dkelly at osdb.oh.gov. If you don't want to make a recording, you can also just write an email to the same address, dkelly at osdb.oh.gov. All right. Everybody, let's sit back and relax and enjoy the podcast. Let's do it. Happy spring, everybody. Happy spring. Okay, so up next, we're going to listen to an interview that Monty did with one of his classmates. Monty's in the podcast club, and he's going to interview Chris. So let's talk about the interview. How do you think it went, Monty? I think it went great. Yeah, and it, you'll hear that it, that it's it sounds... Uh, very relaxed. Everybody's having a good time. Where'd you do the interview? Did it in the classroom when school was done. We're waiting for our transportation. Okay. Did you do any editing on the interview at all? Yes, I had to do a lot of cropping. Okay. So how much did you, I mean, what, what kinds of things did you decide to edit? There were background noises. There were empty spaces in the sentence. There were a lot of uhs. Okay. All right, good. Well, we're looking forward to listening to that. So um, nice job carrying that interview off. You recorded that on your iPad. Did you use voice memos or hokey sigh on this one? Voice memos. Okay, all right. Let's give it a listen. Hey, this is Monty here again, and today I have my classmate, Chris Montoya, and he's new to OSSB, so I'm going to be asking him some questions. Hey, Chris, what's up? Hey, bro, what's up? Um, nothing much. So, how are you liking OSSB so far? OSSB, it's good. It's, like, this school's really helpful, really nice. Better than my old school. Really better. But everybody's nicer, and, like, I like that. You find your way around nicely? Yeah. You like the teachers? Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I really hate is my flush. That gets on my nerves. I hate my mouth. You like talking typer? You learn how to type? Well, yeah. I'm about to be finished with my talking typer. Talking about that, I only have two more lessons, right, Miss Perana? Yeah. Two more lessons, and that's it. Well, that's nice. Do you think that the teacher is doing a good job teaching you? <laughs> can't say that. I can't <laughs> say that. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. All right. You like the food here? Uh, that's in the middle. Nope. I think the food's great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's just just the chicken fried was unseasoned. No. Well, that's where I got the salt. Yeah. But um, I put way too much. 
so I'd say you're liking OSSB so far, and you say the same about it? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Making some friends? Yep. That's nice, Chris. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks. No problem. Always on the uh, OSSB podcast, I like to talk about OSSB athletics. We always love sharing what's going on with with athletics. And obviously, some things are looking a little different this year. And we're going to talk about track with Coach Ron Heath. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Thanks, Mr. Kelly. Good to be here. Yeah, so track looks a little different this year. We're doing it in the spring versus when we normally do it, right? Yeah, that's obviously probably the biggest difference um, we're doing in the spring. you know, with COVID protocols, we had to hold back in the fall and wait to see um, uh, where we were. And I think um, it was a great decision. Yeah. And uh, we're in a pretty good place in the spring. Our only problem is swimming is going on in the spring also. So we're sharing time with swimming. So we are at about a half roster for our track. Uh, in the spring, we think we're going to get all those kids back in the fall. Mm-hmm. So we're prepping for the fall. So we're looking at going back to at least a normal season in terms of schedule. Yeah, I, I, I think that's that's what everybody feels, right? We, you know, with mm-hmm. this, with everything that's gone on, you never know. Right. But uh, I think we're pretty comfortable that uh, we're going to have a fall track season. Okay. That's going to be great. So this year we're not traveling, right? We're not not traveling. We're, we're just... not traveling. Our plan is we started, we've been in track for three weeks. We Obviously, we have spring break coming up, so we have a little break here. We told the kids to, you know, try to get some exercise uh, over spring break so we don't want to lose ground. Um, we're going to come back from spring break. We'll have three more weeks. And then the last week in April, we will have a meet with, the, with OSD. Our uh, athletic director, Ms. Brewerwood, is putting that together, mm-hmm. but we will not be traveling out of state as we normally do, or will anybody else be traveling here? Okay. So have you set up some programming where students are kind of competing against themselves in terms of, okay, this is my time at the beginning of the season doing its event, midway through the season, I'm doing this at this level, and I obviously want to decrease my time or increase my distance depending on you know what what the event is yeah several things we definitely took uh some times and distances as a baseline when we everybody finally got to the track there three weeks ago Uh attendance has been a little bit of an issue because we're sharing with and not only did we lose some kids to swimming we're sharing a couple kids with swimming sure so not a lot of practice time yet but um so far, our team, uh, we have one 12th grader, Marwan Hassan, who has, you know, been our anchor for the sure. last several years. So he's still doing track. We hate to lose Marwan for next year. And then in 11th grade, Courtesy Goins and Samaya Hassan, Marwan's sister. Sure. Yep. Eli Potter, all three participated last year. And, and Maya Thorpe, who was new this year mm. uh, to track in the 11th grade. 10th grade, Michaela Pike, new to track this year. Our distance runner in for the girls' team, Jenna Allo, uh, who won the mile last year in conference. Um, right. I believe she may have won the 800 also. In 8th grade, we have Savannah Udis, mm-hmm. um, and she's new also. So we have some new people coming to the program. We have 
people like Marwan, Samaya, Courtesy, and Jenna, who are, you know, have been the anchors yeah. of our team. Some return, um, some veterans. Eli, you know, they were, where they were strong last year. The girls' team won the conference last year. So they okay. were very strong. We are missing Jayla Red right now. Hopefully we'll get Jayla back for the spring, for mm-hmm. the fall. And the boys, Garrett, hopefully we'll get him back for the fall. He won several events last year. So if we can get some of these kids back in the fall, Maddie did a great job for us last year also, if we can get her back. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal is to get some of the kids back in the fall. And again, we've got baseline times on and distances for running and jumping events. Yeah. And we've improved a little. That's good. And hopefully we'll, by the time we get to that meet with OSD, um, we'll be peaking at the right time. Right. Yep. Yep. That's good. Well, we're going to wish you the best of luck with that. Also for next year in the fall, hopefully all these guys come back. We're going to wish our graduates, you know, we're going to wish them a good send off as well. Right. Yeah. I think that there's, there's a lot of things. Matter of fact, we are supposed to host next year in the fall oh yeah because it usually rotates between indiana tennessee and ohio that is right right so it'll be ohio's turn Mm -hmm. next year do we have a date for that yet we do not have it i do not have a date for that okay yes we'll we'll keep you posted on that when that's going to happen uh maybe i'll get out there and be the announcer again that's right we need that (laughs) we need yeah that way people won't miss their events they can definitely hear mr kelly's Uh, voice that is for sure Well, thank you so much, Mr. Heath. I appreciate you coming down and tuning us in about what's going on with track. It sounds like... Yeah, I think we're in a good place. We have uh, definitely Jenna's a distance person. You know, we have kids that are trying new things. Uh, Courtesy is definitely still a shot putter. Mm -hmm. And Samaya just uh, joined shot put and the triple jump. She just started her triple jump. Eli set a new personal best just last night at practice in his long jump. Um, Michaela and Zamaya are both Class A runners, and they're doing a great job on the wires. Mm-hmm. Savannah's only been able to be at practice twice, so she's coming on. Mawan's yeah. um, taking up shot put. He's not just a speed guy and a leaper anymore. He's taking up shot put. Wow, so, look at that. You know, everybody's contributing. Yeah, it's a good do- group, and we're hopeful – to have a good April when we get back here from spring break. Yeah, so do five events? Um, I believe you can do four events. Okay, all right. Right. The, the rules so, change every year, so you, you yeah, know. Yeah, I think it's four events. It might be three. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do this year. I think yeah. since it's just us on OSD, I think we may be able to do the four, but uh, it's usually a combination of running and field events yeah. you can't have all your four events in running in right? one or the other yeah. so it'd be interesting to see if they if we modify this meet uh somehow you know because uh you got you know you got blind kids running and you got deaf kids running and yeah i'm not sure how, i'm to, not sure what that's going to look like uh you know but you know what competition uh is a good thing no matter ahead. what we do right you got that yeah you got that right brings out the best in us yeah so that's great. And I, I'm sure that the students are responding well when they're making their personal bests. I think we've really grown in this short period, in three weeks. We obviously, really, we've only had Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday because we have transportation on Thursday. Yeah, you're right. And um, so it's been, you know, a very, that's a quick, that's, that would be nine practices at the most. 
and really most kids have only made it to three or four practices. So uh-huh. we're 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 at the beginning stage of this year, and I don't know. We may have gotten a little soft, in, <laughs> you know, with not getting out of the house much. And right, oh, I definitely I, I can tell you. I bought a. I think that was the most horrible idea I've ever had <laughs> to to date so far. Well, it might be horrible, but hopefully, in six months from now, it'll be a good idea. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping. Because I also bought a treadmill and a bike, and yeah, and, all those, those three go together. Yeah, and a puppy. And so you know, we're we're starting to get exercise again. So yes. uh, this is good stuff. I really appreciate it, and so does our audience. And we look forward to hearing great things about the the Panther track team so congratulations to you and, Thank you, and coach Kelly. bailey we always, we always love being invited to the podcast hey well we sure appreciate it mr heath hello everybody it's emily and today i will be reading off some march fun facts starting with my personal favorites the birthstones birth flowers and full moon aquamarine is the birthstone of march it has a rich color and has long been associated with youth healing and hope Its mesmerizing color ranges from pale to dark blue and are reminiscent of the sea. I gotta agree with that, they're very beautiful stones. An alternative is sometimes referred to as bloodstone, which is a very interesting fact. Now for March's birth flower. March's birth flower is the daffodil. It's no surprise why. These cheerful flowers are a harbinger of spring. Yes they are, they're very beautiful. Now for the full moon. March's full moon is the worm moon, and it can be seen on Sunday, March 28th. Very interesting. And now for some facts and events. March used to be the first month of the calendar back in ancient Rome before January and February were added to the calendar. Originally, March was seen as being the first month of the year because of it being spring, March was also named after the Roman god of war, Mars, because it's when most battles would resume from being stopped at wintertime. March is the first month of spring, which begins between March 19th and March 21st each year. Each year, March and June end on the same days of the week. Now, I didn't know this, so I'll have to keep an eye out. And for all you sports fans out there, March is also the beginning of March Madness, which is a basketball tournament, if you didn't know, where 32 teams compete to get the top spot. So get your brackets ready, sports fans, because believe it or not, March Madness is a go. Although with a few restrictions given our current situation, stadiums will only be operating at 25% capacity, and all... Athletes and coaches will be tested daily and will be required to avoid contact with anybody. Very intense regulations, but it's what's necessary to keep the sport going. March is a very important month. It is also the month for Women's History Month, National Nutrition Month, American Red Cross Month, and Fire Prevention Month. Always important to make sure that you are carefully watching your bonfires. March is a very windy month and when a lot of wildfires occur, hence why it was named Fire Prevention and Safety Month. So always practice your fire safety. March is also the host of many important days, including, but not limited to, 
Read Across America Day, which is March 2nd. If Dogs and Cats Had a Posable Thumbs Day, which is March 3rd. I, for one, ponder this quite a few times. What would happen if they did? International Women's Day, which was on March 8th. Women around the world were celebrated on that day and for the whole month. Daylight Savings Begins, for those who are still using Daylight Savings, on March 14th. March 14th is also Pie Day, so make sure to grab yourself some pie and make all the math jokes you can think of. March 17th is, of course, St. Patrick's Day, so remember to wear green. And the first day of spring, or the spring equinox, this year falls on March 20th. Or if you're in the southern hemisphere, it's the first day of fall. March 23rd is World Meteorological Day. That's a hard word to say. But as someone who had an obsession with weather growing up, it's a very important day to me. And March 31st is World Backup Day. Now, they didn't specify what kind of backup they meant, so I'm assuming they mean the type where you back up your files, so please remember to do that, as it's always important to keep everything safe and secure where you know you can get to it. And those have been March's fun facts. Weighing in at 160 pounds, wrestling for Olentangy Berlin High School, Kaden Hooks. Also a former OSSB student, it is our pleasure to bring Caden onto the podcast. He's had a tremendous year in wrestling, and we're going to talk about his journey, how it began, and all the work he put into it to go to districts, place fourth, and qualify for state. Welcome to the podcast, Caden. Well, Caden, I want to I want to welcome you to the OSSB podcast, man. We're you know we think about you a lot and. You spent a lot of time at OSSB. You came there, and what grade were you in when you started at OSSB? Well, I started in first grade, and that was the year, that was of the 2009-2010 school year. Uh-huh. And then I left after the pandemic started, which was already something that we had planned. Yeah. And the 2019-2020 the, the school year, so yeah. first through 11th grade there. Okay. And you did a little bit of partial leaving before that, uh, you were doing some half days over at Olentangy? Um, that is correct, although, um, so when, during the um, during my freshman year, so let me count back, that would have been the 17-18 school year, I started attending mornings at Shanahan Middle School. Yeah. And then when I was in 10th grade at OSSB, I started a, um, fresh, a freshman year, also in the morning, at Olentangy Berlin, which is where I go full-time now. I'm a junior there. Okay, yeah. Big junior, going to be a big man on campus next year. Yeah, I'm going to be a senior, especially since I'm a state qualifier and was on national TV. People will know me now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I'm glad you brought that up uh, because, you know, a big congratulations is in order from all of your OSSB family on uh, just, you know, qualifying for districts and then going through districts and qualifying for state. Yeah, I miss talking with you guys. What's, what's that feel like? It was kind of surreal, honestly. It took me a long time to realize that I belonged there. Yeah. I mean, not everybody makes it to state, right? Not everybody makes it to districts. Uh, that was my first time making it to districts. Last year, I was a district alternate, and I didn't even get in. Yeah. So much improved from last year. What you were wrestling, what weight class were you wrestling last year? Um, 
mainly, um, so I started the year at 160, but I trimmed my way down to 52 and then 45, and All I right. wrestled at 45. 145. Okay. All right. And then this year, I've, I settled at 160. Yeah. Now, do you want to talk about where you started out this year? Um, 182. That was one of the only <laughs> losses I had at the beginning of the year was to a guy that was 182. Yeah, them guys, they, they get strong up at 182, don't they? Uh, yeah, the bigger you get, the stronger they tend to be. That's right. You put a lot of hard work into the Anybody that goes to districts or goes to state absolutely yeah. has to be dedicated and put in a lot of hard work yeah. to get there, to get there. So what did that look like for you? Well, that was a lot of um, diet curtailing, um, like keeping mostly away from like low carbs so that my weight was easier to manage and I didn't have to work as hard to get down to size. Mm-hmm. And that's on top of the wrestling drilling and the cardio and the technique work. Yeah. So in terms of, of drill and practice, how much time were you putting in a week, would you say? So the practices towards the end of the year, they tend to get shorter but more intense. Mm-hmm. But a good chunk of the practices, I'd say about half or three quarters of it are probably drilling. And the practices tend to be like around an hour, or 45 minutes to an hour, Okay, so you most, do five most, or six of those a week? Yeah, most, if not all of it, is drilling. So, yeah, a lot of drilling, a lot of, you know, diet work. So you had to be pretty self-disciplined to make that happen. Yeah, and that wasn't perfect, but we managed. Yeah, what was the hardest part? Um, probably, probably keeping myself from going down to the fridge and getting food in the middle of the night, which... Which did happen, which did happen. Sometimes still does. I'm still trying to work. Still have to kind of work on that. Well, that was that was my hardest part when I wrestled too. Was oh yeah. Was you know not not eating the things that I wanted to eat. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm still there. Yeah. Even though wrestling season's over, I'm still kind of there. Still yeah, I mean it, it's still kind wrestling. of a it's kind of a lifestyle, isn't it? I mean yeah, it's still something I'm wrestling with, pun intended. <laughs> So, did you do all your work primarily with Olin Tangi, or did you join some local wrestling clubs to get more experience? Mostly, mostly Berlin, yes. Earlier in the season, um, I went to Adam DeSavado's wrestling camp, but like towards the end, most of what I did was, well, pretty much everything I did was with Berlin. Okay. And the coaches there, um, head coach um, Josh Heffernan and um, Luke Moore, the and my dad, of course, he's a um, volunteer assistant coach. Okay, that's great. Now, how did you feel in terms of when you were going into this last year and into this year? How receptive were people to having someone on their wrestling team that obviously is different from your typical high school kid? Oh, they're pretty much they pretty much accepted me basically since the beginning. We've done icebreakers. We well, we couldn't do it this year, but the the two years before this past one, we did a dine in the dark where they had people like where they blindfolded half the wrestling team and had them guide them up to a room where they would eat a meal blindfolded and mm-hmm. then blindfold the other group heading back down. And I they gotcha. have to rely on people. And now they just see me as one of the guys. They'll even say like. Like, when they see something awesome, they're like, oh, dude, Caden, did you see that? I'll just be like, really? (laughs) Seriously, guys? Yeah. Well, you're pretty literal, though. (laughs) Yeah. But 
Michelle's kind of like, you do this all the time. Are you like deliberately forgetting? In which case, how bad is your memory? Or are you just being stupid? Yeah. On purpose. All right. And what's their response like? <laughs> they just kind of laugh and brush <laughs> it off. Or they'll kind of try and keep playing up the joke until it kind of dies. Yeah. And do they all, do they, they ever take you out on the mat and like try to gang wrestle you and stuff like that? Um, more often than not, it's me trying to get involved. Although some individuals will come and try and do that. Yeah. Yeah. We try and like get a shot in on me or something when I'm not expecting it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost like you got a new family, right? Yeah, it kind of is. Mm-hmm. I don't know all of them personally, but we're all in the, we're all in it together. We're all in like one place doing the same thing at the same time well, yeah. except towards the end when like people like dropped off because they got knocked out of the tournaments and right. the end I was left so you got a you got a big team effort going on but there's a lot of individualism in wrestling yes it's very um i almost want to say federal like dual it's almost like full dual federalism like in one in one sense, yes, there's a team dynamic. We support each other, mm-hmm. but they're individual bouts. Like, it's only a one-on-one thing. But that doesn't mean the team can't support you. Right. It would probably be hard to do if the team did not support you. Because that's where all your practice comes from and your work and drills. Yeah, if and- I didn't have people to drill with, I'd have to drill with um, Coach Moore all the time. And so Yeah, Coach Moore probably has a little bit of weight on you, doesn't he? Um. Well, he's only about 170, so that's not really the problem. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not much. The problem is he's got decades on me and experience. Yeah. yeah. And the coaches there kind of have a good cop, bad cop routine, and Coach Moore is not the good cop most of the time. <laughs> well, you need coaches like that, I think. Yeah, he'll push me, and that is necessary. Has there been a time in the, in the past couple of years when you've been wrestling for Owen Tangy? Where you've it's, just been pushed to your limit, and and how did you cope with it? Oh sure, um, and I'll correct you. It's Olentangy Berlin. Olentangy Berlin. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, not, I appreciate not that. Olentangy High School. I, I, yeah, um, the newest one. But most of the challenges for me is um, apart from like like because like if something happens, like if we get caught in a move or we're like struggling with something, they can teach it. My struggle is being on the spectrum. I tend to get overwhelmed when something doesn't like go my way, like on the mat, like when I finish a move out of bounds and I feel like I've like gotten a dead to rights pin when it finishes out of bounds or something like that. Right. And that's why my dad likes to be by the side of the mat because it's, he kind of describes it as being like a improvised school or like a sports psychologist tries trying to keep me on my game so I don't lose it because I've lost matches where I was ahead because I lost my composure. Right, yeah. And so he does a lot of audio description for you, I imagine. Like, he'll tell you that, yeah, and and that, you know, you're close to the out-of-bounds line or you're... Yeah, they get to to circle the mat. They get to, well, most most of the time they get to circle the mat and stuff like that. So where does your focus go once you start a, once you start wrestling a guy or an opponent, you know, where's the focus? Do you focus on your dad and the other coaches? Are you focused on the, the opponent that you're wrestling? Is it kind of a a mixed bag of things? Like what does that environment look like for you? On what I'm feeling the other guy doing and waiting for openings for things. But I'm, but I also pay attention somewhat to like what the coaches are saying but i have to like factor it in through what i'm feeling when i'm tying up with the guy 
Yeah. Every move has a counter. Um, yep. You know, and, and, and you know that right away, if you can have a strong offense or if you need to wait and see what the other guy's going to do. Yeah, sometimes the best thing to do with guys that are really good and really defensive mm-hmm. or really offensive is to kind of wait for them to it's just kind of block their best move and wait for them to get frustrated. And sometimes they'll just slip up. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And that's with any wrestler. That's um, sometimes strategy. Sometimes you need to be a little more aggressive, but it depends. So, you know, I know that you've worked on this because you, you are where you are. I mean, you went to the state tournament and you pinned a guy. So one of the things that, that we used to work on when you, when you wrestled under me at OSSB was not telegraphing your moves, right? Yeah, I still we, struggle with that. I mean, where you, you know, you're reaching out and you're looking for where that leg is. You're looking for where, you know, the arm is, that kind of a thing. And the wrestler will kind of realize what you're trying to go for. So what kind of things have you done? I know you're still struggling with it, but obviously you've done some work there in that in that telegraph area and you're not doing it as much so how how is that working i mean how have you how have you increased your spatial awareness and that type of thing um i might just chalk it up to repetition and like knowing what to do correctly although yeah. nowadays uh, my telegraphing issues mainly come from when i do a snap down and i kind of like bob my head back up after i snap down after i like bring him back up okay I got you. So you're snapping him down and going for the legs, or, or right. like when I pull a leg to me before I shoot. That that's more of the issue now. Right. Are you starting to think about what wrestling in the future looks like now that you've gone to state? Well, I've already have my eyes set on Otterbein, and the wrestling coach there knows me, and he has his eyes on me. So I'm thinking I'm probably going to wrestle at Otterbein too. That is wonderful. All right. So take us through this year, man. Talk about your journey to districts, and finally to state? Well, at the beginning of the year, at our pretend, like, at our overnight camp, which wasn't actually overnight this year because, you know, COVID. Sure. Um, that's also why we couldn't have the Dine of the Dark thing either because, heaven forbid, we have a bunch of students that may or may not have a virus that came from East Asia eating together in one room when they haven't <laughs> been spending a lot of time together. Heaven forbid that. Right. But anyway... During that time, we they had us set some goals, like a short-term goal and a long-term goal. And one of my goals was to make it to states. So that was really cool. Yeah. And even if I didn't realize it at the time, a lot of the work that I was putting in was geared towards that. And whether I, and a lot of it also, a lot of I think where I got to had to do with um, my faith and God's sovereignty because I was praying that in my wrestling I would help glorify him and that people would um hear uh, that got to be glorified through it somehow but mm-hmm. i didn't expect it to be so literal as to get onto news i wasn't expecting it to be that literal but i was like okay you want a platform here you got one sure right and and i know that you know through those media releases that you did through those interviews that you talked about your faith and you talked about all the work that you've done um, so that, that seems to me that that's pretty important to you. It is very important. Yeah. So you set that goal and did it, what kind of impact did that have on you at the time when you said, I want to go to state? Did you realize that it was going to be as hard of a journey as what it was at the time? I was, 
I was just kind of setting it as a goal. I don't know how seriously I myself was taking it, but my parents evidently saw it in me, and I guess they were working me hard enough to the point where I made it through sectionals as a runner-up. I made it to fourth place at districts, and I mm -hmm. got to the state tournament. Yeah, which is awesome for anybody. Yeah, they you tend know? to see more potential in me than I do. Well, I think it's good as, a, as an athlete or whatever to be humble because – if you are, then you know you've always got another rung on the ladder to reach for, another yeah, another step I, to take. Which yeah, but I think that keeps you hungry, right? Yeah, but I think I take it to the extreme. I call I take it to like the doubting Thomas extreme. Like it literally took me to like the end of the first day at districts for me to really realize that I actually belong there. Yeah, yeah. So what was that like when you said I'm finally here? It was very surreal. I like I couldn't believe it was actually happening. Yeah. Once you got through there, and you you know you got your fourth place at, at districts, and you you knew you were going to state. What was that week like between districts and state? It was more training, and since there was no one else there, it was the only one going. I it was a lot more like drilling with the coaches mm -hmm. more than anyone else, and there were also a lot of TV. There are also a lot of news interviews, which sure. I've done those before, like back with the Wrestling Against Autism tournament in 2014, but I wasn't used to having so much coverage. In fact, people still want to talk to me. I actually <laughs> recently got one of the official, one official that's known me for a long time, his name's Ron Joseph, uh, actually invited me to speak at his church at some point. Oh, wow. Sure. Wow. So people, and I learned about another blind wrestler that wants to talk to me, or former wrestler at some point that wants to talk to me. So, and then you... Um, hit me up so that's people right still me. that's right not quite used to the publicity so you know what is it you want people to know and to realize based on your story and your experience i mean what you know if you had to dig down into that head and heart of caden and you say this is my opportunity to talk to the world what is it that you want people to know well, I want them to know that this power I have, this ability I have in order to do this is not my own. I serve a God of miracles and of power and of sovereignty. He is the one that was in charge of this entire endeavor. He's the one who opened the doors for me to wrestle the matches that allowed me to get as far as I did. He answered my prayers. And if you um, read his word and to hear what he has to say about you about the world about what it is that's necessary for salvation i try to be like a very devout christian i believe that god put me here for a purpose and that faith in him is the uh, faith and trust in him is the only way to get to the point that i've gotten in his sovereign plan and a branch off of that is that i think the what people see in me and through my testimony is that god can use anyone anything like with anything, blind, like with blind on the spectrum, whatever. So don't let your limitations hold you back. Rather, let your faith propel you forward and integrate your disability or your different ability into your approach on how you handle that faith. Like pray that God would use you for His purposes with the gifts that He's given you, and He will be faithful. He who started a good work will be faithful to complete it in you. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Even even if you can't see it. Yeah, and you got an amen from Monty or Scotty, one of the two. 
Amen, brother. It was Monty. It was Monty. All right. Amen, brother. So do you feel yourself having the opportunity to talk about people with disabilities, you know, that are blind or who have autism or any other disabilities while you're making this journey? It's not so much about them so much as it's a fact of me, but since I feel like I represent um, these people, I may as well throw in, if anyone's feeling down on themselves because they can't, because they have a certain thing and they feel like, oh, I can't be useful for anything, I can't do anything in life, listen, God can use anyone, even you, as long as you have faith in him. Right. Very good. Well, appreciate that. So, once you got in the state tournament, you faced the All-American, the number one guy in the country. Yeah. Right. One, you've made it, right? You've made it to this point. And no matter what happens from here, you're in the state tournament regardless, right? Yeah. And and yeah. you got you wrestled him and it was a 17 to 2 win in his favor, right? Yeah, um, he was frustrated because he couldn't pin me. Yeah, and I was going to ask you how that match went from your perspective. Was it hard? Yeah, hard, fast, and intense. Good. Hard, fast, and intense. Yeah. Was it so? Was that like probably the most intense wrestling match you've ever had in your wrestling career? One of them, definitely one of them. Those guys don't stop moving for nothing. Yeah. Unless they're trying to hook up a pinning combination. Sure. And you refuse to yield. You refuse to get pinned. No. Yeah. I, I did get pinned once at districts, but that was only because I got caught in something. Yeah. The well, only times I lost at districts were against guys that ended up placing in like the top like six or eight, maybe top four. I'm not sure. Yeah. One of them got like either fifth or third. I forget which. But both of them only were only able to tech me, not pin me. Gotcha. That's pretty awesome. So, you know, even when I lost a match, as long yeah. as I tried my best, I felt pretty good about it. I mean, you know, it just, it always sucks to lose. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I found that if I didn't try my best and lost, you feel horrible, you know, yeah. cause you're like, I could have done that so much better or I could have did this differently or, or whatever. Um, and it sounds like that you went out there and you gave it your best. And yeah, that's good, you know, not to be pinned at state, you know. So you wrestled Patty Gallagher, number one guy in the country, probably going to be a future All-American at Ohio State. Um, yeah. And that was intense. And then you won You won your next match, right, by pin? Yeah, yeah defensive pin. I got yeah. him into a weird position and racked him back on the shoulder blades. Okay, so you were, you were actually behind in that match, right? Yes, I was. I wasn't expecting it to go well. Okay, so you were behind by five or six points, and my dog wants to be on the podcast too. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so that was great. You caught him, you know, you caught him and, and got a pin at state, um, which is phenomenal, right? How'd that feel? Well, when I was – I mean, obviously there's always that – devil's advocate that's like dude just like don't even try and go harder it's like dude i've already got him locked up in this pending position i'm going to finish it right yeah and you and you did and you finished it right yeah yeah so then it's getting later in the day and then you're then you had your last match that was 
what was the score? I don't remember the score on that one right off the top of my head. It was another tech, I know that much. Yeah, yeah, it was another tech on that. Was that pretty intense as well? Yeah. That one was a little more mentally taxing. That was one where I kind of started to lose it a bit towards the end because he was slick. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, though, Caden, you, you, you know, you did great, um, you know, just – you know, getting getting to districts and making it into state and really showing some perseverance. And I think you're understating some of the work that you did to get there. Um, yeah. And that's okay. You know, that's all sure right. If you had my dad up here, he'd probably give you more details. Yeah. That's all right. I wanted to talk to you. I didn't want to talk to your dad. One last thing, though. You made reference yeah. to this in, in a couple of your interviews with Channel 6 and some of the other things that you did. The Copper Hammer. Well, tell tell yes. us about tell us about the copper hammer. So this kind of ties back into my mindset when I was wrestling and when things got hard for me. It was a reminder for my dad to say, like, hey, remember who you are. You are the copper hammer. And for Christmas of 2019, 2019 he got me an actual copper hammer. Like he went on Amazon, I actually bought a hammer made of copper that I would just hold before the match to kind of remind me what kind of mindset I'm supposed to have, like who I'm supposed to be on the mat. It okay. kind of factored into um, a video that they showed us at the beginning of one of our wrestling seasons that talked about alter egos to kind of make up for the things that you lack, like personality-wise. Like if in real life you're like shy or timid, then your alter ego is like strong and bold and confident. Right. If you're kind of meek in real life, your alter ego is like like a lion or like a bear. He's ferocious. Sure. Sure. Doesn't doesn't let anyone push him around. Yeah. So it was kind of like that for me. And yeah. funnily enough, Caden Hooks and Copper Hammer both have CH as the initials. <laughs> that's true. I never thought about that. Oh, that's great. I don't know if he did either, but it's true. <laughs> it is true. CH, Copper Hammer and Caden Hooks. Yeah, because what you do, the other things that you do in your life is quite different from wrestling, some of the other you know Very. passions that you have. Yes like writing and music, yeah. right? Yes, I'm actually working with a publisher to get my first book published. And, well, congr- and, I'm, and I'm working on getting my fourth or fifth novel written. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Look out for the Sun Swords Chronicles. Look out for those. Uh, we, we will do that. I hope to. And recently, I actually got hooked up. I'm actually trying to... I'm actually hopefully getting hooked up or like hope to start work with a Braille publisher when the other books come out so that like when um caroline karbowski karbowski asked me how many copies i wanted and i eventually settled on enough for all of the ncasbe blind schools to have one copy and then some for friends to ship out for free very good very good that's great well that's awesome i want to open this up before we close caden and see Uh, if our boys or miss aaron may have a question that they wouldn't want to ask. Okay. If you could talk to yourself, um, and have a conversation with yourself, uh, from let's say two years ago, what advice would you give to your former self? I would say, listen, you don't have to necessarily, or it's like, listen, like, like what you do is important. But the most important part is that God can still use you, even if you aren't really into it. Just stay faithful, stay disciplined, and don't let anyone break you. You have to show them that you're worthy of doing this. 
and that you're actually good at this. You're better than you give yourself credit for. Love that. Thanks for answering my question. Yeah. So, you know, constantly boosting that self-confidence and that self-esteem and, you know, giving that to someone else to help you do that. Very good. Caden, I just really want to thank you for taking and, you know, half hour of your time and, and sharing it with the OSSB family and in the community and, and sharing your thank experience you. with us. It was, it um, was really great. Thank you. And I definitely, I want to say, um, guys, if it's still recording, I'll just say, um, yeah. Sarah, Emily, Matt, Evan, Ian, Makia, hi. Miss you guys a whole lot. I hope you're doing well. And uh, God bless you all. All right. And there you go. That is Caden Hooks at 160 pounds, fourth in districts, going to state and getting it done. Thank you, Caden. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mr. Kelly. I appreciate you reaching out to me. Hi, welcome to the podcast club. And today we have Miss Leah from Ohio State University. Why'd you want to come to podcast club? So this week um, for rotations, you guys all have different clubs. And this week was my week to be on podcast club. And I've heard great things about it. So I'm very excited to be here. Do you like it so far? I do. It's been very interesting. This is a very, very neat club that I've never seen anything like it before. Well, those are good things to hear. That is for sure. Miss Leah, you are also interning down at The Ohio State University, as we heard from Miss Silvera last month. Yes. Are you guys kind of in the same program? We are. We are in the same program, the ECEVI program at Ohio State, and then we are in all the same classes. All right, so another up-and-coming teacher of the visually impaired, early childhood, K-12. through Well, we're certainly glad to have you here, and glad to hear you say that this is your favorite club so far. It is. Yeah, the ratings are going through the the roof. engaging, very engaging. (laughs) That's good. The ratings are going through the roof, right? (laughs) (laughs) Just helped us out a lot. Where are you from? I am from Cleveland, Ohio, which about two hours away from Columbus. So yeah, I'm from a suburb outside the city, like 35 minutes away. Okay. So Browns fan and Indians fan? Big Browns fan, yep. All right. Browns fans are few and far between. It's been hard to be a Browns fan for many years, but they're coming has, back. But <laughs> this, this season's been great. The season was more than we could ask for. Absolutely. What year are you at Ohio State? You're in I am currently a junior there right now. Okay, so you and Miss Silvera are on the same track. We are. <laughs> what has been probably the best part of this program so far for you? This program, I guess, with everything going on with COVID during this year, I still feel very like connected to like the program and the classes, and my professors have been super helpful. I've also learned a ton this year, more than I thought I was. And this is like our first year in our actual major, which is the Early Childhood Education and Visual Impairment Program. So this was my first year actually like learning about visual impairments and visual processing and all of that too. Okay. So you feel like you're getting adequately prepared to go into this profession. What made you decide that you wanted to be a teacher of young children or kids who are blind or visually impaired? Originally, I had always 
grown up knowing I wanted to be a teacher. My grandma was a kindergarten teacher, and I used to sit in the back of her classroom. She was teaching when I was younger, and she was kind of my role model and who I always looked up to, so I'd always wanted to be a teacher growing up. And during high school, middle school, I was a nanny, babysitter, camp counselor. I tutored in inner city areas, so definitely played a big role in why I wanted to be a teacher. And then going into college, I really did not know anything about being a TBI. And then at the same conference too, with Silvera, I heard about the program that Ohio State offers, which was the Early Childhood Education and Visual Impairment Program. And I thought that was super interesting and it definitely sparked interest because I love working with kids and to be in this program would allow me to work with as many kids as I could. Oh, cool. Well, it sounds like you got a rich background of experience working with kids, being a nanny and, and tutoring in the inner city. Is that in Cleveland? Uh, yes, yeah. it was. Okay. Do you have any good nanny stories to share? Oh, yes, I do. Actually, <laughs> this past summer, my nanny for a family and the girl, little girl, she rode horses. So I'd take her to the horse barn. I'm a little terrified of animals. I'm not terrified, but scared. It's not like my comfort zone. And there was a goat and the goat chased me around the whole barn for about five minutes. And my kids were just laughing at me and did not care to help at all. They thought it was hilarious. Oh, that's a good story. Yeah. I am. I am leery of big animals like horses. Yeah. It was was a little scary. Some some nannies get to do a lot of good stuff. Like the family's like, hey, we're going to take a vacation to some exotic place. You ever got to do anything like that? I had not, but they went on vacation for two weeks and still paid me, which was really nice. I've had really close relationships with all the families I nannied for, especially in high school. I'm still very close in contact with one of them. I babysat her since I was in seventh grade. That was eight years ago, and I babysat her every year. Wow. And it's cool to see her grow up now. And she's almost time to babysit kids. So yeah, yeah. Sounds like you got to be a role model for her a little bit. Yeah, well, that's that's sure. very cool. Let me stop asking questions for a second, Scotty. Do you have anything? How was your teaching going so far? I've absolutely loved it. I've had different field experiences in each different year. My sophomore year I was in a kindergarten classroom which was definitely interesting had some crayons thrown at my head once but it's okay last year I was in an after-school program at another elementary school which I really enjoyed and now I'm here and it's been all very different experiences but I've learned a great amount from each one so since you've been doing the after-school clubs here so you're in the podcast club now what's some of the other ones that you've done I was in International Club last week and then Creative Writing the other two weeks. Yeah, that International Club keeps coming up. And I can make my spiel about getting DoorDash deliveries again for International Club. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's good. No, these after-school clubs are great. You get to be well-rounded, I guess. Uh, You get to see a lot of different things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're glad that Podcast Club is your favorite. (laughs) Just picking on all the other... It's been very fun so far. (laughs) Oh, man, that's fun. These field placements are good where you can actually get some, you know, hands-on and experience and, and things like that. Do you know anything about your student teaching yet? Are you guys kind of um, in the same boat? We do not. We know next, our fall semester, we'll be doing two days a week as a TVI role. And then our spring semester, we're full-time in an elementary 
classroom from eight to three mm-hmm. every week, every day. That'll be good. Monty or Scotty? Thank you. Thank I don't you. have any other questions, though. What are you doing for fun when you're not studying to become a teacher? I'm a big runner, and I love working out. I also love hanging out with my family and friends. I'm just I like relaxing and chilling out, too. <laughs> are you a sprinter or a distance runner? I'm a distance runner. Yeah. So have you done some marathons? Yeah, I've done two half marathons, and then I had one scheduled last April, and then it got postponed to this August, and then postponed to this April. Now it's pushed under this August, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I've got one that I've been training for coming up soon. Well, that's great. A lot of us are out of training, including myself. I used to run a lot too, and actually, I just got a treadmill delivered on Sunday to, to get back into it because I got a scale last week, <laughs> and the scale was just a bad idea. I don't know what I was thinking, but I got a scale and it's a talking one. And I'll make the old joke that when I stepped on it, it said, one of you get off, please. (laughs) So yeah, I love to run. It was just a great outlet. You know, those endorphins get cranking and and you just feel good like the rest of the day. And when I was running regularly, if I didn't run, I could definitely tell a difference. Yeah, feel crummy all day if you don't get out there and run 10 miles in the morning. Yeah, it's like my me time. It's like my time that I take for myself to like clear my head and just allow myself to not really think about anything and just run. That's why it's hard for treadmills for me because I just get so bored just looking at the screen. I need to be in like nature and just run out and run back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for being here, and we certainly hope that Podcast Club continues to be your favorite club, even after you go visit the rest of them. I mean, they're all good, <laughs> but we just want to be the best. And we also thank have... Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this month. We were very excited to bring all this information and content to you, and we very much appreciate you tuning in. As always, we do have some sad news to report. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, this will be our last podcast ever. It's been a wild ride, guys, but, you know, all good things got to come to an end at some point. Yeah, it's an error coming to a close. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's very unfortunate that the podcast has come to an end. Yeah, we're going to miss it. We would miss it, but we're just kidding. (laughs) April April Fool's. This thing's not going away. Not anytime soon. So we will see you back at the end of April and we'll round it out in May and look forward to an alumni podcast in June. Ooh, exciting. (laughs) Bye, everybody.